This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop, Seager. Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back. Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast at Mariners Pod. You can follow me at Gary Hill Jr. Thanks for being here and what is should be a fun podcast. Well, we have a lot to talk about is the Mariners very busy since we last spoke. Two games in Philly. Two explosive offensive ball games in Philly as boy, the offense just continues to roll and good thing because another pitcher has gone down. Asashi Iwakuma has gone to the DL as the injuries just continue to mount. But Mariners playing some great baseball after sweeping the mini two-game series, taking out the mini brooms against Philadelphia, taking the last two games against Texas. They've won four games in a row, head to Toronto for four games starting tonight. We'll talk about that a little bit in a few minutes. 407 first pitch tonight. And then back home next week, the A's for three, the White Sox for four, and then a really tough road trip. So first things first, this road trip continues with four against the Blue Jays as the Mariners just the last two games exploded. And I guess we have a podcast problem. The problem is there's too many highlights to play the last two games. So many hits, so many runs. So many runners aboard, so we'll have to be selective on what we play. But let's go back to the Tuesday ball game and what was just a tremendous comeback. Philadelphia scores four in the first inning, so a, an early 4 nothing lead. Mariners held off the board the first couple of innings, but then on the board thanks to Robinson Cano. The 2-0. Swinging a high fly ball, right field. Saunders is just turning and watching. This is gone for a two-run homer from Robinson Cano. Number seven of the season for Robbie has put the Mariners on the board. It's now 4-2 Phillies. So that added to everything, too. Cano goes two for three in the game. A couple ribbies, has the homer, a double, and he left the ball game with a sore quad. Already... Nelson Cruz didn't start in a National League park because of the DH. So Mariners a little shorthanded offensively, but well, it didn't matter. After two in the third, three in the fourth, as Ben Gamble, a ridiculous series, would come through. The 3-2 pitch, swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field by Gamble. Going and going, goodbye baseball, and he gives the Mariners a 5-4 lead. Yes, indeed, here in the top of the fourth inning. 
Jumping on a three two pitch from Jared Eikhoff Ben Gamble's second home run of the season. It comes with Miranda and Segura aboard. But then the Phillies score five in the bottom of the fourth. These teams on the teeter-totter. Mariners will get three in the sixth inning. Nelson Cruz coming off the bench with a huge pinch hit, RBI base hit to get the Mariners within one. And then the M's would come all the way back in the seventh gamble again. Here comes the 3-2. Swing, laced high left field, carrying back by the wall, and this bangs off the bottom of the wall. Segura to second, on to third, making the turn. Segura coming home, he slides, he's safe. Beats the throw, and Ben Gamble having himself a night in Philadelphia. He has tied this game at nine in the top of the seventh. Gamble reaches for the fifth time in as many tries, and he has now driven in his fourth run. Yeah, huge night, and then the Mariners would take the lead in the ninth. The 1-1 to Motter. Swing and a line drive. Fair ball down the left field line all the way to the corner. Segura running third with a go-ahead run. In its second, Taylor Motter with a double, and the Mariners have the lead. 10-9 here in the top of the ninth inning, and yes, indeed, Motter makes the difference here late in the ballgame. Crazy game. Miranda, three and a third, gave up eight, and then... Uh, the back end of the bullpen, Altavilla, Pazos, Vincent Diaz. They didn't give up a run to close it down. Diaz's seventh save. Big nights all the way around. Segura, three hits, three runs. Gamble, four for five, a walk, four RBIs. The first right fielder to reach five times in a ball game since Ichiro. I mean, that's impressive. Seeger, a couple of hits. Heredia, two hits, just all the way around. So the Mariners took game one, 10 to nine. And that set the table for game two. Of course, we got the news right before that Iwakuma was going to the DL. And the last man standing was taking the mound, Ivani Gallardo, the only projected starter from spring training that is still standing at this point. And he gave the Mariners five innings, gave up three runs. And this game was tied. This was actually a close game. You wouldn't think it by looking at the final score. In the third inning, after the Mariners scored one in the first, they get two more thanks to Robinson Cano again. The 1-0 swing and a crack shot left field. This has distance, and this is gone for a mammoth opposite field dinger from Robinson Cano. He has homered in back-to-back games his eighth of the season, and that was shot out of a cannon the opposite way. For a one-out, two-run homer, and the Mariners have now taken a three-to-nothing lead. That was a serious hit, a serious homer going the other way. Cano, who was questionable for the ball game. In fact, they held the lineup a little bit longer just to make sure if he was good or not after testing it. He was good, and he goes four for five with three ribbies, two runs scored, and a walk. He reached five times in the ball game as all of a sudden he is just crushing the baseball. Had a huge day. Phillies, though, tie it in the third, so it's 3-3, three to three, and it would stay that way until the seventh inning where, again, the Mariners explode late, and that has been something that we have seen time and time again. And this was pretty awesome to see. Carlos Ruiz back in Philadelphia. He is beloved. Helped them win the World Series. Spent over a decade in a Phillies uniform. A standing ovation as a pinch hitter the night before, and really every time he came to the plate. And he would step up with the bases loaded in the seventh. 
The 1-0 to Ruiz. He swings, rifles his high, left center field towards the gap, and this is off the very base of the wall. Seager scores. Valencia is coming home. Dyson puts on the Jets. He crosses home plate standing, and Carlos Ruiz has cleared him off with a double out to left center field. That was pretty cool to see. The double clears the bases, three score, and at that point the Mariners just kept playing out on. Here's a swing and a drive deep into the gap in the right center field. Altair going back, and this one is off the top of the wall. Hit by Dyson. Rounding third, heading home is Heredia. The throw in his cutoff. The relay to third. Dyson flying in. Slides into third with an RBI triple. The helmet goes flying off his head. The Mariners pick up another run. And now lead the Phillies 10-3. It would be an 11-6 final. As the M's get the win, back to 500, now 17-17 and 17 after winning four in a row. The offense was amazing. 21 runs scored in two games, 32 hits, 10 extra base hits, and 12 walks during the two games, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, they just absolutely exploded. Here's the skipper, Scott Service, after the ball game. Nothing safe here. No, work here you're always, always on edge. But uh, you know, nice job. Uh, what an offensive day. You know, uh, Cano, uh, Valencia stepped up. Uh, a number of guys. Gamble continues to swing the bat. And uh, you know, Gardo, not not as sharp as we've seen him. Um, you know, going through stretches. But you know, he hung in there. And uh, you know, pretty good job by our bullpen uh, to keep it in check. And then you know, put that nice inning together against Benoit. Obviously, we know him. Um, you know, but our guys did grind out some at bats, got some big hits. Um, and what can you say? Chooch, big one. Uh, really happy for him. You know, awesome dude. Uh, he's fitting great, you know, with our guys. Nice to see him get a big hit. You know, he's been struggling with the bat and the limited opportunities he's got. So, uh, really, really happy for him. Good day for Chooch. You're back at 500. I mean, the, the climb back from a 2-8 and eight start, I mean, it wasn't going to be easy, but you guys have kind of done it. It hasn't been simple with your roster either. No, it's it's uh, you know it's a day to time. I think that's kind of how I looked at it a couple weeks ago. And, you know, if you start saying, oh, we've got to win 7 out of 10 or something like that, it, it gets too confusing. And you just you focus on today's game, try to put guys in the right spot. Our guys, uh, tip my hat to them, they have not gotten down, even with their early uh, struggles offensively. We've picked it up. And it's a different guy almost every day, uh, which is kind of how this thing is built and you know again our, our bullpen's really come together very nicely through all the struggles with our starting pitching and we, we needed it you know so it's been contributions from everybody and more importantly just guys staying in the right frame of mind because it is a long season given how this how you're hitting last two games or you almost had to leave this ballpark uh you know it's we have been swinging the bat good and coming in here i thought we would score some runs uh didn't realize this ballpark was maybe small plays as small as it does but you know we got a few up in there uh as well but the quality of our bats have been really good for the last week or so hey robbie from going from not knowing whether he's going to be in the lineup or not to yeah, being robbie he's he was swinging the bat really good yesterday and i think that's kind of why he's i'm going to figure out a way to get in there even if i'm not 100 percent so uh he was joking about it all day you want me to sit out now i said no, no you're good stay right there so it's robbie cano he's a talented player and you know when he's right he's as good as it gets scott mm-hmm. is this is how you you envision this though with with 80 of your starters out just getting a decent start 
using your offense and letting it get to your bullpen? I mean, is that ideal right now? Well, that's kind of the, the formula right now is, you know, try to have our starter keep us in the game and then, you know, go to the bullpen. We've got multiple guys down there, and some of the guys have built some momentum, um, throwing the ball really well and, you know, maybe shorten the game a little bit and keeping it tight enough where our offense can kind of figure something out. So it's worked out well. Obviously, we had the Toronto, uh, tough place to play up there as well. Do they even blink at this point when you have a loss like you did this morning, or are they now uh, accustomed to? You know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, players are kind of tuned into them, you know, getting themselves ready and prepared to play every day. Obviously, they <laughs> they feel it when their you know, teammates or guys they've played with for a while aren't available. They're hurt. I know, personally, I'm just, like I said, take it a day at a time, try to go glass half full. Uh, things are going well for us right now. Uh, let's build upon that versus woe is us. And, uh, and I think it's the right attitude to take. Our guys have responded to it, and we're going to keep rolling with it. I mean, yeah, you look at it. The Mariners, after a tough start, obviously, to the season, uh, you look at what has essentially been a month now. Since April 13th, the Mariners have the fourth best record in the American League behind the Yankees, the Astros, Baltimore. So they've been playing some good sustained baseball despite – the injuries, even with the offense. I mean, when they finished the game today, 176 runs scored. That was second in the American League and third in Major League Baseball. So, obviously, one of the best offensive outputs in the game. Yet, you look at the core, Segura, Cano, Cruz, Seager, they have only started half of the Mariners' games together in the same lineup, 17 of the 34. And 17 of those games they have started without one of those guys so despite and that's not even talk about Hanniger because you throw Hanniger in there the Mariners have only started eight games this season with Segura Cano Cruz Seager and Hanniger and they've had a lot of other guys step up Gamble being one of them I mean he reached base nine times in the two Phillies games talk about a series and I was looking at the right field production that was before the ball game yesterday. So, yeah, this doesn't count what we saw in the game yesterday, and Gamble had another good ball game. But out of right field, coming into the game yesterday, they were batting 357. That's best in baseball. 461 on base percentage, second best. 628 slugging, third best. They've swatted seven homers, sixth best. 28 ribbies, third. 34 runs scored second and 12 doubles. That's first. They're getting all-star production in right field. Gamble and Hanniger. So combine them. They have been an all-star. And they've been, you know, Bryce Harper is off to a ridiculous start. He's been the best right fielder in the game so far. Aaron Judge has been outstanding as well. But Mariners right fielders are right there amongst the best in baseball. So they're getting a ton of production there. Uh, Segura's red hot, Cano, Cruz, I mean, Seager, it's all starting to flow offensively for the M's, and they're going to continue to need it because they're going to have to win games offensively, especially with the rotation down. Speaking of rotation, let's hear from yesterday's starter, Ivani Gallardo. Yeah, a little bit. Like, to be honest, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, just the command wasn't there like, like the previous start before that. But, you know, I was able to battle through it and, you know, I was just, uh, you know, I made a mistake. Made a mistake there to uh, their left fielder and took advantage of it. You know, pitch, uh, try to go with slider down away. Just, 
you know, just just stayed up, you know, stayed up in the zone, and they like said, I mean, he, he uh, did what he's what he's supposed to do, you know, uh, put a good swing on it, put some barrel on it, but you know, it's just uh, get get some some quick outs, and then had a battle through that command there for for a couple of hitter, but. You know, it's just uh, it's nice to see the guys, you know, go out there and swing the bat. You know, put up put up put up those runs that we did there yesterday and today. You know, it's a very important win, and it's it's the kind of offense that we have. You know, it's the kind of offense that we we've had since uh, since day one, and it's uh, you know, like I said, for us, it's uh, you know, I gave up the lead there with those three runs, ended up tying it, and then only, the most important thing I can do now is uh, just go up and put zeros and give them a chance to come in, come back and swing the bats. You talked offense. Let's talk about the rotation. You look around, the four buddies are gone. Do you feel like the last man standing? It's been it's, it's been tough, you know. Definitely, it's, it hasn't been easy. You know, I think it's uh, you know injuries injuries are going to happen throughout the year, but it just seems like you know it just we had some bad luck. You know, we've had some bad luck with the with the starting rotation and and whatnot. And it's uh, but you know what? Uh, you know the the guys that we have now, we're, we 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 got to step it up. You know, like I said, I mean, got to step up, including myself. You know, me and Miranda, and you know Bergman, and um, oh, and whoever's going to start, you know, whoever's going to be those starting, the starting five guys. So we got to step it up and go out there and take care of business whenever, uh, whenever her name is called. And you know, uh, hopefully those this guy Paxton and Felix and, and Kuma. You know, it's just uh, you know, there's whenever they whenever they're ready. You know, whenever they're ready, you know, we know they're going to come back and uh, fit right in and do the job that they've been doing all year. So it's just, uh, but yeah, it has, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, uh, it's just, honestly, it's been crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, this has been wild. Now, May is playing out how we talked about, how the schedule turned in the Mariners' favor, and they're taking advantage of it. You know, taking two of three from the Angels, two of three from the Rangers, now sweeping the Phillies. They have four against Toronto, back home, three against Oakland, four against the White Sox, who are starting to struggle. And then the schedule turns back and gets very difficult at the end of the month. So, you know, if they can get Felix Paxton back by then, that would really help because they hit the road for Washington, Boston, Colorado. All those three teams can really pack a wallop, and the Nationals especially, they are playing great baseball. But... For a lot of baseball to be played between now and then. We'll take on the Blue Jays. We'll talk about that in a second. First, we, we got to hear from Carlos Ruiz, who had the big hit in the ball game, returning back to Philadelphia. What, what was going through your mind when you were at second base after that hit? Like, could you hear the, the crowd at that point? Kind of uh, feel like my leg it was not on the ground, you know. It was real special, you know. That's... I mean, I was huge uh, for the for my team, and then also to see the ovation of the, the friends, you know, they were supporting, and, and I say thank you to them because, you know, they were real good to me when I was here, so um, I'm, I'm real happy that they do that, so, um, and at the same time, happy that we got a double. What about your new team? It's you get bad news every other day. It seems like, and you guys still come out and put up runs and get enough from the pitchers. What are you seeing from this group? I mean, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, we got a battle, you know, with the kid, uh, with, uh, with the young guys. We had to continue to play hard, and we had to, you know, play together. And then 
try to do the best, you know, wait when they come back. Uh, I mean, that's tough when you lose, you know, two, three guys in the rotation. Uh, and also, we lost a Hannah, and there was the one guy, you know, I was in the bat real well, but Gamma got caught up, and he's, he's doing, you know, he got it done, so uh, that's huge. Uh, uh, we play together, that was the key. How good is this offense right now when, it, when it's rolling out? Um, they, uh, they was good, you know, but a you know, you know that you got to keep the game close, you know, because uh, with this offense, you know, you know that we got a chance to, to win games, you know. So the, the key is, you know, to keep the game close and give it a chance, you know, to, to, to everybody because everybody was feel uh, real good in the play, so that's big. There it is, Carlos Ruiz, and he's got to be so pleased. Coming back to Philadelphia, uh, the Mariners sweep aside the Phillies in two games. So here it is, Blue Jays for four. Boy, I'm hesitant talking about the pitching matchups coming up. I don't know if we'll talk about the whole series today. Why don't we just take? Why don't we take it one game at a time with the pitching matchups? So Chase DeYoung will get the ball for the Mariners. Four oh seven. First pitch from Toronto tonight. 0 and 2, 6 7 5 ERA. Marco Estrada will go for the Blue Jays. He's been good. 1 and 2 with a 3 1 4 ERA. Uh, they have a TBA mixed in as well. Probably Aaron Sanchez will come off the DL to face the Mariners on Sunday. M's have a TBA for Saturday. Uh, Mariners will see Stroman as well. So a little bit of tough luck in who they see in the rotation. But it is a four game series. You end up seeing just about everybody. Blue Jays. They started the year 1-9, and nine, really struggled. They've been better the past month playing near 500 ball, so they've been better after the tough start, although they still have their issues. Offensively, it's really strange to see a Toronto team. I mean, they struggled pitching. On the mound, a 4-3-4 ERA. That's 13th in the American League. So they've struggled there. What's strange, though, is to look at runs scored and see Toronto near the bottom, 12th in the American League, 130 runs scored so far this season. And injuries and defections are the big reasons why so far. Encarnacion, of course, signed with the Cleveland Indians, and they've just had guys suffering from injury. Uh, Josh Donaldson has hardly played this year. He's on the DL. He's played just nine games so far. He got off to a good start, but he's been missing from the lineup. Troy Tulowitzki is on the disabled list. Uh, he's played just 16 games so far this year. Russell Martin really struggled to start the season, batting below 200. He just went to the DL. He's played 23 games so far this year. So, you look at the Blue Jays lineup, and on some nights it looks like a lineup the Mariners rolled out a couple of years ago with Kendris Morales cleaning up and Justin Smoke hitting right behind him, batting fifth. I mean, that's kind of been 4-5 uh, or 5-6 on just about every game so far. Uh, Kevin Pillar has played really well in center field defensively, of course, but offensively he has taken a big step forward, hitting over 300 on base of 350. He's whacked 10 doubles so far, so he's been a really nice surprise. But, I mean, you look around, Darwin Barney's getting a lot of playing time. Jose Bautista is batting a buck 74 so far with a couple of home runs. So things have just not gone well offensively. Now, Stroman gives him a chance to win every single night. 
He's on the mound, 3-3-8 ERA so far. Very talented. Same with Estrada, who the Mariners will face tonight, a 3-1-4 in seven games. Mariners won't see Francisco Liriano. Jay Happ on the DL. Uh, Aaron Sanchez has been on the DL. He's just started three times. Mariners will probably see him. Now, Roberto Asuna, their closer, his numbers don't jump out, a 3.75. But don't be fooled. He started the season on the disabled list and struggled his first few times back. But he is locked in again. He, he, is, he is pitching well, and he is pitching back to form and pitching like one of the best closers in baseball. He nearly lost his job on the 27th. Uh, gave up a couple of runs, and it was a string of three appearances in a row where he gave up runs. They kept him in the closer spot, and since then he's taken off. His last six games, he's pitched six innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, and nine strikeouts. So Mariners want to avoid seeing him in the ninth inning when Toronto has a lead, if they can. rest of the bullpen has been a little bit shaky. They've had... A couple guys to rely on. Joe Smith, who we saw with the Angels for a number of years. But uh, Jason Grilly has not been the same. A 9 ERA. That was a guy they relied on last year quite a bit. Dominic Leone is back in the big leagues. He's pitching with Toronto right now. And he has appeared in 13 games so far with a 5-1-4 ERA. So kind of a thumbnail sketch at the Blue Jays and what the Mariners are expecting to see in Toronto chance for the Mariners to continue their success starting with Toronto tonight. Right now well, let's hand things over to Shannon Dreyer. She had a chance to catch up with the other Mariners catcher new to the ball club, Tuffy Gozawish. Catching up with one of the newest faces up with the Mariners right now, Tuffy Gozawish and we of course saw you in spring training and I would imagine that that experience for you was invaluable to know these guys and do what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, spring training is big for anybody coming to a new team and, uh, you know, especially for a catcher who's got to learn some pitchers. And um, that's where I did most of my work, learning the pitchers. And so uh, it helps coming up here now and having a little bit of familiar- familiarity with these guys. Chase DeYoung the other day, how much of him had you seen before? Uh, I caught him in spring training a couple times, and I caught uh, all of his starts in AAA. So we're, we're familiar with each other quite a bit. You get back there, what do you want to give to your pitchers? Try to give them confidence, you know what I mean? Um, Hopefully they, you know, feel like I'm prepared and, and ready for the game and understand the game plan. And um, the goal is to be on the same page as them, and um, that takes time and, and some, you know, a little bit of trust uh, on their part. But um, that's what we're working towards, and hopefully that's what we'll, we'll have. How do the Mariners handle things? I know they changed up their pitchers' meetings a year ago. They uh, it looks like they would like a lot of contributions in those. It's not just to go down the list and. Yeah, if you have anything to say, then then uh, go ahead and bring it up because, you know, the biggest thing when you're going over another team is if you have uh, previous experience. And so uh, any previous experience is firsthand knowledge, and uh, that's always invaluable. Carlos Ruiz have a few things to say today. <laughs> uh, I, he knows a few of these guys. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's big to have him in our dugout all the time and uh, have him, you know, working with our pitchers, and he's he's one of the best at what he does, and, uh, you know, I just try to learn from him. There are familiar faces on the other side for you. This is the organization that drafted you. You spent some time in the organization. Mm-hmm. What did you take from your time as a Philly? Uh, you know, I tried to learn as much as I could, and uh, there's not many players left uh, on this team from when I played, but, um, you know, 
uh, all the coaches were really good. Uh, I learned a lot from the coaches here, catching-wise, and just how to play the game the right way. And, um, you know, I thought we always did that in the minor leagues here. Who's been most influential in your life as a catcher? Who's um, I mean, number one, probably my dad. My dad was a catcher, so when I was young and I first started catching, he was, you know, probably the biggest influence. And then um, with the Phillies, I had a, a, a catching coordinator named Mike Compton, who was a huge, uh, huge influence on on me catching wise. And um, you know, he he definitely helped me um, refine my skills. So it was catcher always for you? Uh, since high school, since catcher, high school. yeah. Uh, when you get back there, uh, just kind of your philosophy and, and getting a – what's that like to see? You know how big he is here. Carlos Ruiz just came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's huge here. He helped them win a World Series, you know what I mean, first World Series since 1980. They won in 2008, and he was, uh, you know, he was a starting catcher every day for them, and, and the city loves him. And back to our talk, you're back there, you're working with a pitcher. What's kind of your philosophy on getting on the same page? One guy, if you want one thing thrown, he wants to throw another, how do you handle it? Um, I mean, if we're not on the same page, then, uh, you know, if it's a big situation, go out and talk to him about it and and, uh, figure out how we can get on the same page or why he wants to do what he wants to do. But number one priority is uh, I want him to be confident in the pitch he's throwing. So if he's confident in the pitch that he's throwing and it's not the, the exact same one I I'm calling, that's fine. I just want them to be 100% confident in what they're throwing. Lastly, what pitcher have you learned the most from? Um, you know, I learned a lot last year from Zach Grinke uh, on how to pitch and, uh, you know, how he goes about it and how much he studies the hitters. And um, he goes about it very, um, you know, intellectually uh, and looks at the hitters um, and looks at their numbers and what they've been doing in the past and how they've attacked him in the past. And so I learned a lot from him. So you got analytical with it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Not too bad. Perfect. Thank you, Tuffy. Great to see you. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.